Happy Holidays. This is your path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. Absolutely no Grinches allowed. Forget what you think you know about church and Christmas. with you a reading from the holy gospel according to matthew in those days john the baptist appeared in the wilderness of judea proclaiming repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near this is the one of whom the prophet isaiah spoke when he said the voice of one crying out in the wilderness prepare the way of the lord makes his make his path straight now john wore clothing of camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then the people of Jerusalem and all Judea were going out, out to him and all the region along the Jordan, and they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many Pharisees and Sadducees coming for baptism, he said to them, 
you brood of vipers. Who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruit worthy of yourselves. We have Abraham as our ancestor. Ancestors, for I tell you, God is able from uh, from these stories to raise up children to Abraham, even now that the axe is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance, but one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His his uh, his winnowing fork in his hand and will clear the, his threshing floor and will gather his wheat into the granary. But the chafe he will burn with unquenchable fire. The true gospel of the Lord. Praise to the Lord, the word, the light. Be seated, please. So I say good afternoon to you. There was a fiery old revival preacher named Peter Cartwright who was famous for telling it like it is. He was preaching near Washington, D.C., and the church heard that Andrew Jackson was coming to visit them. So they pulled Cartwright aside and and said, listen, Peter, the president is going to uh, be here on Sunday. And uh, we know that sometimes you can uh, get kind of offensive. So uh, would you mind if you just tone it down a bit? We don't want to upset the president. So Peter got up on the pulpit uh, the next Sunday, and his first three sentences were these. I understand that the President of the United States, Andrew Jackson, is with us this morning. I have been asked to be guarded in my remarks. Andrew Jackson will go to hell if he doesn't repent. The church was appalled. But when the worship service was over, President Jackson grabbed Cartwright's hand, shook it, and said, Sir, if I had an army of men like you, I could whip the world. John the Baptizer proclaims, I baptize you with water for repentance, but one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. From Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. It has been said that change is not merely necessarily uh, to life. Change is life. And a consuming fire truly brings about change. Now, in the firefighting community, there is a phrase that is used to express a critical moment during the stage of a fire. It is when the temperature gets to a certain level to which everything combustible in a room spontaneously bursts into flames, spreading the fire immediately and instantaneously. This phrase is called the flash point. It is a point at which everything that can burn will burn. Now, the scripture tells us that burning is a good thing. That is, when it comes to the kingdom of God. In Luke chapter 12, verse 49, Jesus said, I came to send fire on the earth, and how I wish it were already kindled. Jesus came to send fire. The writer of Hebrews proclaims in chapter 12, verse 29, Our God is a consuming fire. And when a home catches on fire, the fire at first is grasping for everything that it can burn. Most of the material in the house becomes fuel for the fire. 
But there comes a point when the fire has affected the overall temperature of the house to the level that it has brought it to the flashpoint, to the point where something powerful is about to happen. Jean Cocteau, the French writer, uh, artist, and film director, was asked what would what one would uh, what one thing he would uh, take if his house were on fire. His reply was absolutely astounding. He said. I would take the fire. Now, in one sense, Cocteau's answer seemed to be an obvious and a most practical solution. If you take the fire from a burning house, then the home will no longer burn. But I'm convinced he meant it another way. As a writer and an artist, he knew that fire was passion, and passion is an indispensable ingredient in the creative process. And if he could have one thing, he would choose fire. He would choose passion every time. And passion, that fire in the belly, is the catalyst of every believer. The level of passion for God can be seen throughout the temperature of that fire. It is a fire of passion that changes a life. And a passionate life can absolutely change and affect those we encounter. It seems to me that fire, that passion, starts in our individual commitment to Christ which in turn affects family and in turn affects all those we encounter. That fire, that, that passion will bring about a complete and thorough cleansing. We are a new creation in, G- in Christ Jesus. Uh, and Christ Jesus says in 2 Corinthians chapter 51, verse 7, And if you follow your passion for God, it will take you to a spiritual flashpoint. And at that point, my friends, you will ignite. Now, God will not force this upon you. And if you desire a watered-down gospel, a a watered-down passion, well, your flame will fizzle. But if you seek the same fire that that John the Baptist was preaching about, then you you must be willing to catch the fire, to, to catch the fire and burn. So when did this fire begin? When did this fire start? When did this body called the church ignite? Was it explosive? Or was it quiet, laid back, as so many of the Western churches have become today? Let me stop and say, it is a package deal. You cannot have the Holy Spirit inside of you and not have fire. For our God is a, a what? A consuming fire. Are you letting the Holy Spirit consume you and transform you? Does the Word of God, does worship bring you into His presence? No. If not, then you need to let God rekindle your first love for Him and let that fire in your belly begin to consume you. Or maybe maybe you are where the disciples were on that great day of the feast, the Feast of Pentecost. In Acts chapter 1, verse 15, we are told that there were 120 gathered there that day in the home of the mother of the gospel writer John Mark. There were many differences between these 120 on that day, but there was one thing that they all had in common. They had an expectancy. And the wonderful thing is, they did not even know what to expect. It is such a blessing to see the Holy Spirit at work touching someone unexpectedly. If you will let God, God's Word be the fuel to your passionate fire, well, you will ignite. It's not the preacher preaching their best. 
that will set the house of the Lord on fire. It is not the music or musicians doing their best that will set this house of the Lord on fire. It is when God, it's when the people of God begin to expect it. And when you expect something, you will have a passion until it arrives. My friends, have an expectancy in your heart. Have your spiritual eyes ready for the all-consuming fire of God. Create an atmosphere in your study, in your worship, and in your praise that will make you combustible. My friends, it is about the substance of your heart. It is about the substance of your heart. Do not water down your heart, your life, but prepare the substance of your heart for God's consuming fire, a blaze that cannot be quenched, a blaze that is unquenchable. Let the Lord of the universe infill, fill you to overflowing. Be prepared to experience a flashpoint in your life. As long as you hold back, as long as you demand to be in charge of your own life, you will never be combustible to the point of igniting to a spiritual flashpoint. In a little town, there was a small church. One night, smoke and flames consumed the little church. People from all over town stood in the streets and watched the old church as it burned. The local uh, preacher uh, drove up and noticed several people in the crowd that he had not seen in some time. Walking up to one man, he asked, Where have you been? I haven't seen you in, in, in quite a long time. The man responded, that's because I've never seen this church on fire. God ignites individuals, which in turn ignites the church. The disciples were set on fire individually, and then there was a church on fire. What happened on that day? The scriptures uh, tell us that the disciples were waiting for the Spirit to come and had an expectancy you knew They knew that something was going to happen. They were creating an atmosphere for a spontaneous combustion. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord and in one place. And suddenly there came a sound as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were. Don't you yearn to hear that same sound? There was no quenching the spirit on that day. They were ready to burn. And they were not disappointed. There appeared unto them cloven tongues as a fire, and the fire sat upon each of them. People were literally burning with so much passion that their souls caught on fire. A Holy Spirit fire. And my friends, I know you love him. I know that you want to follow him. And maybe the scriptures speak to your life with these words from Revelations chapter 2, verse 4. I have this against you that you have left your first love. Perhaps your passion for God and, your, and for your neighbor has been suppressed by things of this world. If you have left your first love, if you have lost your passion for God, turn back. Recover your early love, that first love that you had for God. God knows your heart. God knows that you desire that passion to be ignited. 
in your life. Be of good cheer, for God shares this promise. Draw near to him, and he will draw near to you. James Wesley was once asked the secret about his ministry. He said, I ask God to set me on fire and let people watch me burn. My friends, my prayer for your life and for mine is to ask for God's holy fire. To let it burn, setting each of us on fire with a, with a passion, with a, a passion for his kingdom. My friends, remember your first love. Let that love permeate your very being. Prepare your hearts to be combustible for God. Be ignited by the Holy Spirit and be refined by his fire. Prepare your heart. Be expectant. My friends, burn. Burn with the fire of the Holy Spirit. Burn to the flashpoint. Ask God to set you on fire and let people watch you as you burn. Amen. A bishop a day keeps the devil away. You're listening to Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. Okay, be seated for the announcements, please. The announcements, everybody's favorite part of the service. You know, you can't make a difference. Uh, we are a nonprofit organization. We, none of us here take a salary. We're all volunteers. And we need your help to stay afloat. We rely on your donations to help us keep going. Now, if you like what you're hearing, if you like what you're seeing, if you like the message that we're trying to get out there, please consider making a donation to our church. Now, you can do this by going to anchor.fm slash bishopmark slash support. Uh, that is our podcast, and all that money goes directly to the church. You can also check out dallasulc.com. I always keep updated there all the ways that you can donate to the church. Also, if you are an Amazon shopper, please remember to go to smile.amazon.com every time you shop and make sure that you have Dallas Universal Life Church as your charity. Uh, Amazon will graciously donate half a cent for every dollar that you spend to Dallas Universal Life Church. And it does add up. There are other ways to make a difference. You can volunteer. Uh, We're always in need of new volunteers for the church. There's always something to do. You can uh, check out dallasulc.com. Uh, on there, there'll be a volunteers page and exactly what we're looking for. Uh, if you don't find something there you like, come in anyway. We'll be glad to find something for you to do. We could use your help. So uh, make a difference. Come and volunteer. Prayer requests. If you have one, email us. Pray at DallasULC.com. Pray at DallasULC.com. You can choose to remain anonymous or leave us your name. We do pray every day here at Dallas Universal Life Church. And you can ask that we prayed for you every day or or add you to our Sunday intercessions and pray for you then. Okay. Pray at DallasULC.com. Hey, did you know we had a podcast? It's true. Celebrated 100 episodes last week. Thank you all very much again. Uh, today's 101, so we move on. Uh, you can check out our podcast by simply going to your, uh, your browser and, and searching for Your Path with Bishop Mark. That's Your Path with Bishop Mark. Or you can go to one of these lovely uh, podcast providers, and that would be Google Podcasts, TuneIn, CastBox, Pocket Casts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Radio Public, Anchor, Breaker, Overcast, and Stitcher. Check us out, guys. Pretty fun. 
compliments, concerns, suggestions, or complaints. Compliments, concerns, suggestions, or complaints. That's very simple. Just give us an email. Send us an email at feedback at dallasulc.com. Very self-explanatory. Very easy there. Compliments, concerns, suggestions, complaints. Feedback at dallasulc.com. Okay, so there you have it. Um, on December the 25th, that's kind of a fun way to, to announce that we're having uh, what our Christmas service schedule is. Uh, 5.30 on December the 25th. So that gives you time to be with your family, do what you need to do there, and then you can come in and, and be with your other family here on Christmas Day. 5.30 uh, p.m. Christmas evening, we will have a service here. Okay? All right. Come help us celebrate uh, the anniversary of our first service ever, which was held right here. Uh, four years ago. Is that right? Yeah, four years ago. Wow. Okay. Guess what? It's going to do it for today, guys.